Go on then. What are we watching? Oh, what about... Uh... In the... Uh, with Sky Stream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman all in one place. For just €25 a month for 12 months. Search Sky Stream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply. Are you feeling lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Easy Living Furniture has a pot of gold waiting for you with absolutely everything reduced across sofa, dining, bedroom, mattress and accessories. Get the three-seater dark grey Harper sofa for only 459 Donut 240-centimetre dining table for only 289 and much more. Don't miss out on these lucky savings at Easy Living Furniture. Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie is on the hands of the uh, Ukrainians who, who, who resist. Oh, I tell you what, I just heard a big bang right here behind me. I thought we shouldn't have done the live shot here. There are big explosions taking place. Today on the Indo-Daily, as Russia ramps up its invasion of Ukraine, what lies ahead for Europe and the world? It is President Putin who's bringing war back to Europe. Because our worst fears have now come true, and all our warnings have proved tragically accurate. And just what is Ireland's part in all of this? Will our neutrality of old become a thing of the past? Irish neutrality is based on Ireland, the Irish Parliament, the Irish people making decisions in terms of what we do and what we say and when we intervene. Yes, we are a neutral country. Yes, we are non-aligned militarily. We are not a member of NATO, but we are not neutral on an issue like this. I'm Siobhan Maguire and it's a very dark time for Ukraine as Russia invades on a scale not seen by one state against another in Europe since World War II. I'm joined today by Declan Power, security analyst, and Donika O'Bacon, professor of politics at DCU. And I'll get into things straight away with you, Donika, because you have friends in Ukraine who are caught up in this aggressive and what must be a truly frightening experience. What are they telling you? Oh, it's appalling, really. I mean, I had a friend here, for example, who had come from Ukraine to visit me in in Dublin last week. He returned to Ukraine, again, like many people, not thinking that the worst would happen, uh, hoping against hope, indeed. And uh, I've been texting him today. He had to flee Kiev. He was woken up at five in the morning and uh, they've had to to, to leave Kiev himself, his family, the in-laws, everybody. And they're heading now uh, towards Moldova. People are, have different routes depending on where they're based. Some will go to Poland, some will go to Moldova. As you know, the, the, the Irish government have, have made the move of lifting the visa requirements for Ukrainians so that they can try and get here. Um, the, some people will, 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 will try and go to other parts, but the, Moldova, Poland would be probably the best. Um, I'm also keeping an eye on what's going on in, in uh, Donetsk. Um, and by the way, he just got out in time. I mean, like it, it, it's like the tanks, the tanks are already now in Kiev. It's just remarkable. I mean, I, I cannot really believe that I'm saying that since he just flew from from Kiev last week uh, to Dublin, and and now I can say the tanks, the Russian tanks, are in Kiev in Donetsk, for example. I I I am I I've given lectures throughout Ukraine and had much interaction there with the with the um, with the universities. Indeed, I've invited many of them to come uh, to DCU to, to to give lectures as well. And I, I gave particular lectures in Donetsk, uh, which is now of course under under Russian control. And uh, when the fighting started in 2014, 
that university, the state university that I gave lectures to, the students and the faculty had to flee and relocate in Mariupol, uh, which is also in the Donetsk region, but under Ukrainian control as of today. But I was listening to the mayor of Mariupol uh, this morning, and he says their city is under siege now. So those four students and, and faculty in that university who've already been traumatized by having to move in 2014 are facing another invasion. And, um, and this is open-ended. There's no obvious exit strategy. This is a full-scale invasion. It's a war from all fronts. And, and I, I really, as I said, can't believe that I'm saying this in, in 2022, that this is happening in Europe. And Danica, when, when your friend and his family flee, I mean, have they somewhere to go to? Or is this all very much on a, on a whim and, and, and hope that wherever they, they land, wherever they head for, that there would be some, some place of refuge? It's, it's the latter. Most people don't have a, a plan like that. Anybody who was, who was very worried would have got out already. Uh, these, this is simply people grabbing what the, you know, the clothes that they have in the wardrobe and you know, throwing them into the car. And running. There was huge traffic in Kiev this morning. The big trouble actually was getting out uh, in, in, in time. Um, but you know, no, people don't usually have relatives in, in, in places like Poland and Moldova. They just go over, hope for the best, hope they receive a warm reception. Um, it's, it's, it's very much something that they weren't expecting to have to do. This invasion and the fact that it's being ramped up by by the minute, by the hour, Declan, has uh, cast a light on on you know Europe's involvement and and uh, whether this might um, emerge as as a, br- a broader war um, in one sense. We had Simon Coveney yesterday uh, speak out about um, uh, Irish neutrality. Neutrality doesn't mean we stay out of everything uh, when we have a moral obligation uh, to to do the opposite. And and our constitution requires it of us also in terms of being part of the international community and respecting international law, all of which is being broken today. He basically put a question mark over our neutrality by stating that Ireland's not neutral in the matter of Russia invading Ukraine. Declan, what is our stance on this? Well, I think... Simon Coveney, he wasn't attacking it, he was clarifying it. And you know, unfortunately, Irish people have had a very um, unclear, uh, mythologised uh, understanding of what neutrality is with regards to this country. Uh, the minister was quite accurate when he uh, used the term that we were militarily non-aligned. But we are part of a community of nations, most notably the European Union, and indeed other levels of communities of nations. That mean that we're interdependent uh, from a political point of view, economic point of view, and even, I would dare say, a, a moral point of view. We don't get to opt out and sit behind a rock while something that has major significance, probably the most major significance since the Second World War, affects our partners within the European Union. We are facing an unprecedented act of aggression by the Russian leadership against a sovereign, independent country. Russians' target is not only Donbass. The target is not only Ukraine. The target is the stability in Europe and the whole of the international peace order. Nobody's asking Irish troops to put on their boots and uh, go into the Ukraine. In fact, NATO forces are not going to go into Ukraine. And the the irony of this is the, the... uh, a former German defence theorist named Fritz Kramer used to coin the phrase about provocative weakness. And uh, I think we're seeing the fruits of that now. Uh, had Ukraine been allowed into NATO back in 2008, Putin would not have done this. 
Uh, he, he's uh, he's aggressive. He's a bully, but he's not entirely stupid. He might be a little bit mad, but he's definitely not stupid. So we're now faced with a situation where small countries like Ireland have a role in this conflict. It's not a physical force role. Our, our war, so to speak, will be on the soft power battlefield. And it's imperative that we do what we have been doing. Our representative, Charlene uh, Nason-Byrne at the uh, UN on the Security Council, has spoken out and condemned uh, Russian actions. She has created a platform for other UN members, even though the Russians have a veto, and that will stop the UN from being able to most likely formulate any kind of a resolution to do anything about this. They can act as a forum for uh, calling out uh, Russian uh, behavior in this. Uh, within the European Union, our other role should be to continue as we are showing complete solidarity uh, with a, a small country like ourselves that has been uh, you know, bullied and oppressed and has sought self-determination. <clears throat> Ireland very much has a policy of rule of law and international affairs. And this is contravening this. This is to driving a culture forward through it. This evening, I will join with our partners in the European Union in Brussels to adopt the most severe package of sanctions we have ever considered. This will be on top of the measures we have already announced. If we were to retain any bit of credibility internationally, we have to continue to make the statements we're doing, support the sanctions, uh, be prepared to support where we can from a political perspective. They will be aimed to hit Putin and his henchmen where it hurts most. They have been warned Actions have consequences, and the consequences for them will be severe. We're very lucky geopolitically. We're not in the firing line for this, nor are we likely to be. Uh, go back to one of your own, uh, one of your first points there. The only way this can escalate is if Putin goes head to head with NATO forces. NATO forces are going to be bolstered up all along the uh, the borders now, but they're not going to seek a head to head confrontation. And uh, there will be a debate now. It will be interesting to see how it pans out about creating a, a no fly zone or uh, sanitized air corridors. But NATO will be very careful to not want to go head to head for all of the uh, criticisms against it in recent times by certain apologists for Russian behavior. NATO has been very non-belligerent on this. However, it is likely that Ukraine will be occupied, but it will not be pacified by Russia. And you will see then an ongoing, long-term, bloody insurgency uh, because the Ukrainians will be supported financially and in many other ways uh, from the West. And that is what we are going to have to face into, the implications of that for European stability. It would be probably like what happened in Afghanistan in the 80s, but that wasn't on our doorstep. This will be on our doorstep. And this will provide difficult questions for us to answer in the years to come. And um, we talk about um, the, uh, something like sanctions. I mean, you know, is, is it enough to even have a, a, a Russia take account of what they're doing? Or, I mean, will it make any iota of difference? What do you think? I think it will It will act as a punishment. It's not going to act as a deterrent. I think to use a phrase that has been used, I think the Russians priced it in to their military operation. What it does tell us in terms of how seamless this is working at the moment, this was their, this was Putin's plan all along. We you know a lot of us in the security space were looking and analysing and adding up as to the, the nature and breadth of a, an incursion. Many of us thought that he might go into the Donbass region, annex that, uh, face off against Ukrainian forces and see what the West would do then. But there was always the potential for him to do what is remarkably similar to what the Nazis did uh, at the, the start of World War II. Now, the difference is 
there's a different series of alignments. If he goes in and he takes Ukraine, uh, you know, occupies it, that that would be a fait accompli. But it's 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 the period after that. And from our point of view, then, how will the sanctions affect life in Ireland? Uh, we will most likely be the subject of influence operations, uh, a, a myriad of a cyber attack type operations, things that will be designed to make small countries like us wobble, because the objective of the Russians militarily and strategically will be to divide the unified stance that uh, Europe is presenting. Now, that is a real threat because we can see certain countries like the Hungarians have been very wobbly. Uh, even though they're members of both NATO and the European Union. So the, the irony of this is the debate that used to be had in this country about uh, whether Ireland should be a member of NATO or not is sort of uh, redundant. I mean, we we know where we stand. We are part of a community of European, Western European nations of shared values, uh, and we stand with them. We, you know, Whether we are in NATO or not is somewhat irrelevant because our role in this would not be a military one. Uh, unless things were to escalate way out of proportion where uh, NATO forces were attacked, there were incursions into perhaps the Baltic states or Poland, and then we would become more geopolitically relevant in the movement of material and munitions from the US across the Atlantic. Our location then would become more geopolitically relevant. But that's, you know, I don't want to sound alarmist, that's further down the road. And if that was to happen, taking uh, an isolationist, neutralist stance would not do us any favours. All it would do is, uh, is, is cut us off from any decision-making process regards our own territory. So I think, fair play to our government at the moment, I think they've, they've, uh, they've made the right decisions and made the right utterances so far. And Donna I'll bring you in on that particular issue. I mean, do you think sanctions will have any impact at all? And indeed, you know, from talking to your peers in Ukraine, are they taking any comfort from the fact that European countries will impose uh, stricter sanctions on Russia? There's a dutiful acknowledgement by the authorities that sanctions on their behalf are welcome. But I think, you know, if you if you if you talk to ordinary people there, they're not overwhelmed with enthusiasm. This is going to make no difference to the progress of this war. As as Declan pointed out, this is this is punishment, not a deterrent. I mean, I'm sure what is a deterrent for it now? They're already they're already there uh, and they're already going to see this through uh, to the end. So so sanctions haven't worked. Sanctions indeed have been in place since 2014. Um, after the annexation of Crimea, after the stimulation of conflict in Donbass, after the downing of that Malaysian Airlines plane, which killed hundreds of civilians, uh, there's been sanctions on Russia, um, and they've ha- they they have in no way modified the Kremlin's behaviour. In fact, here we are eight years later, and the Kremlin is back in Ukraine looking for more. Um, so I think we have to ask ourselves, firstly, you know, in terms of the European Union, what have we been doing since 2014, and we have to realistically ask ourselves what will be the effectiveness of sanctions. Then if we move away from sanctions, you're back to the, the, the military progress. I mean, Putin gave a very chilling warning at the end of his uh, speech this morning. He said, uh, now... 
He said a few words for those of you who might be tempted to intervene uh, on Ukraine's behalf. He says the countries that interfere will face from Russia consequences you have never seen in your history. And this is a nuclear power talking. Um, so more or less, it's saying the rest of the world stay out of this. This is this is essentially a regional bully who's trying to retake. This is naked imperialism. This is the type of history we thought in Europe we had left behind. Uh, and, and, and people were being described as melodramatic when they were making allusions to, to earlier periods of history when you did have naked land grabs uh, by, by dictators. No historical uh, situation is ever going to be exactly the same. But we did think that we had left this period of history behind and we're left with the same dilemmas uh, now. I mean, like it has proved that appeasing or trying to assuage the insecurities of Vladimir Putin has not worked, indeed could never have worked, because either what he wanted from diplomacy was Ukraine to be handed to him on a plate. And 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 Ukraine's allies, uh, irresolute as they sometimes are, were never going to do that. So therefore, he has decided now to go in and take Ukraine militarily. But Declan is right. It will be a very prolonged conflict. I mean, Ukrainians, unlike Russians, are fighting for their country. The Russian government right now is fighting for empire. This this is something different for the Ukrainians I know. They will be defending their homes. They will be defending their neighborhoods, as we would in Ireland. And again, I come back to that. I thought Declan made the point very well there, that as I, you know, Irish people who have a history of fighting imperialism have, I think, a particular duty to 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 empathize and to act, act activate their whatever resources they have to help the Ukrainian people who have many similarities in in in, in their history uh, to ourselves. Declan, do we have an appreciation in 2022 of just um, what war means? I, I mean, it's it's well beyond the idea of of a physical or air fight now. Absolutely. Isn't it? I mean, you know, traditionally, uh, you know, military colleges taught uh, war and military operations from a you know a land, sea, and air perspective. But really, since the Cold War, you know, there there has been a growing awareness of the psychological space, the gravity, you know, shifting the gravity in the psychological uh, battle space, so to speak, to use, to use some of the relevant terminology, which uh, is about using information strategically placed to sway uh, the resolve and the will of nations, but more importantly, individuals. And what we have seen increasingly uh, since, I suppose, you know, in more recent times, Islamic State, the individualization of conflict, reaching out to individuals via a mixture of real-time means and online means to sway individuals. And democracies, that's a weak spot in democracies because politicians pay close attention to public opinion. And if public opinion gets swayed by some sort of a well-managed uh, online media campaign, it can change policy. And this, you know, the, the Russians have uh, been nothing if not diligent students to that. And for the last number of years, they have been using the Internet Research Agency, which uh, gets shortened to IRA, curiously enough, uh, uh, which has been a, an entity aimed at trolling in a Western European society and to try and shift gravity about, uh, of opinion about different matters. Irish individual citizens have a role in this conflict. And it's not to take up a, a rifle, as our Ukra Euro Ukrainian partners will have to do in, in the coming days and weeks. It's to take up your, to, to weaponize your mindset, so to speak, in defense of our European democratic values and to not let, uh, call people out on it. We, there's been a number of apologists. I mean, how many demonstrations, uh, apart from uh, most recently, uh, have you seen outside the Russian embassy? Uh, you know, marching and, and demanding peace. How many uh, of the usual uh, characters on, on the extreme left in Ireland have you seen condemning outright uh, the behaviour of Russia? They'd be very quick to do it 
uh, if it was uh, the United States. And I'm not saying I'm not saying at times that the United States weren't deserving of criticism, but it's been a very uneven a kind of balance here within the within the civil space. And you know, we need to be more aware. We need to express our opinions. This is something that is going to affect all of us when the sanctions bite. You know, when you know your bill goes up, uh, as it undoubtedly will, we're all going to be affected. In upholding the values that we cherish, there will be a price and there will be a cost. I would hasten to add that some EU member states may be paying a higher economic price than we will. But make no um, mistake, but we do not have the indulgence or luxury to be able to whinge too much about that in this country. This country is probably uniquely placed within the European Union to be less affected by by this in a, in a in a real and meaningful way. Our energy comes from places other than Russia, from the Carib, from the UK and Scandinavians. Our our ability to withstand this should be stronger. So if we have that luxury, we also have a duty to hold our line, to speak our truth to the 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 imperialism to to steal a term from uh, Donegal, because that's what it is. It's imperialism of the kind that was uh, uh, shown nakedly in the 18th and 19th centuries and, and call this out. And that can have an impact. People may say, oh, what would, what, how would that benefit anybody? One of the things you would most likely see happening uh, as a consequence of this is a, a concerted effort to reach out to dissident groupings <clears throat> within Russia uh, and to uh, assist them in undermining uh, Vladimir Putin's writ, his 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 power base. Uh, that may take the form of uh, funding. It may take the form of uh, uh, propagandizing, and it may take military form as well, uh, arming uh, separatist groups that have been a thorn in Russia's side in the last number of years. Those kinds of things have to be highlighted. They have to be endorsed. They have to be supported. Uh, you know, there's only one side to be on in this war. We're, we're back to a situation that we thought we'd never be uh, in the, the 1939 scenario. Ireland was in a different space then. And, we're, you know, in, in terms of our duties, we're, we're primarily to ourselves. We can't walk away from this, but we're not being asked to do anything that is putting us directly in the firing line. But we do need to be prepared for the soft power attacks that will emanate from Russia and its satellites. And Danica, the final word to you, I guess, what, what can Ireland be doing right now? And I suppose from your perspective, it's it's about offering uh, the hand of friendship to, to people in Ukraine and letting them know that there is probably a, a, a place here for, for anyone who needs to get out. Absolutely. That, that, that's part of it. But uh, echoing what, what Declan is saying, as, as, as a small country which punches well above its weight international, internationally and as a neutral country, which is well respected, I think we, we are well placed to be a very vocal voice uh, you know, for Ukraine. But it's not only about Ukraine. I think uh, you know, it, it's about the values uh, of Europe. I mean, Vladimir Putin made it very clear this morning in his speech. He was saying that he was, he was standing up for Russian traditional values, which sat as, at the polar opposite of what he called the pseudo values of Europe, which were being imposed. And, and, and th- there is a difference in values here. And we have to hope, and not only hope, we have to work towards a reality that Vladimir Putin's vision of Europe is not the future, because that's what he's trying to impose on Ukraine and the neighbours which he's able to impose his will on. He has a vision of the future, but it's not a democratic future. It's not an inclusive future. Um, and therefore, we have, we have to raise our voice in the European Union, at the United Nations, and all available fora to say that, that it does matter uh, that, that people have a right to determine their own future internally and and geopolitically, and Ukraine is at the front line and deserve our full support. 
My thanks to Declan Power, security analyst, and Danica O'Bacon, professor of politics at DCU. I'm Siobhan Maguire, and today's Indo Daily was presented and produced by myself, researched by Tabitha Monaghan, with sound design by John Smith. Archive clips from independent.ie, Morning Ireland, and News at One on RT Radio One, RT News. RT Archives, CNN and Sky News. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.